3: New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the
2: Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.
4: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality.
0: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, here with Jeff and Ken. How are you doing tonight? Good evening. Ah, indeed. Ken, you just came from a very packed, uh, excited screening of the movie Hypnotic with Ben Affleck, and you yeah. said it was the, the best movie of twenty twenty three.
5: Mm, not so much.
0: Not so much. Not not for me.
5: In in the words of P. T. Anderson. You know, not for you. There's no such thing as a bad movie. Just not for me.
0: So not so it might not be a bad movie, but definitely not one of Robert Rodriguez's finest, is what you're saying. Uh yeah would spy kids 3d be better than this movie i should hope so <laughs> okay uh well uh matt isn't here we actually sent him looking for robert rodriguez in austin texas at his studio so hopefully he'll get in one of those movies i don't know i think they are remaking hopefully spy he kids. doesn't get into too much trouble Ooh, i like that troublemaker studios good good reference there um yeah the uh the new spy kids movies being uh filmed and coming out soon with zachary levi and gina rodriguez so maybe matt and that'll be their kid. So he's going to replace uh, the kids from the first one. Spy kids all grown up. <laughs> the spying just got harder. Um, well, we, uh, we have a great uh, room full of guests, though, for you today. And we're super excited to introduce them. So why wait any longer? Uh, we're going to start with our host with the most today, uh, bringing him back from a, an episode not too long ago, coming to us from Mississauga, Ontario. A Dutch enthusiast on Patreon, Ken Ludlow. How are you, Ken? Not too bad, Neil. How are you? doing great uh remind the folks at home a little bit about yourself and uh why don't you just tell us uh, about today's game you said there's a little bit of a secret today
1: yeah yeah sure uh i am a project manager for a software company i based out of mississauga ontario in canada but uh i travel around quite a bit to just different customers as they buy our software i guess and kind of help implement and train it so i get to spend a lot of time seeing a lot of the, the country both canada and the u.s um which is I, which I enjoy quite a bit. Um, for our game today, uh, just a little bit of a twist. It'll be essentially your your basic format, so you're, you know you don't have to uh, re- you don't have to uh, get another rules reading or anything uh, complicated like that. But basically, I'm going to start uh, with round two, question ten. Uh, and then as comedian Dane Cook would say, we're going to Tarantino it. We're going to jump back to the beginning and kind of see how we got there. Um, So I'm going to read question, round two, question 10, and everyone's going to have a chance to answer it. If you answer it right away, I'm going to give you 100 points. Uh, And then uh, after every question, uh, you're going to have another opportunity to answer it, and it's going to go down by five points uh, after every question. So um, it'll kind of diminish as we go. Um, but uh, it's just my kind of clever way to, just to, to point out that there's kind of a theme uh, throughout the the episode. Uh, every question and, and the answers will kind of, there'll be hints and, and different ways that you might be able to figure out what that theme is. Uh, and as soon as you guys lock in for the first time, whatever point value you're going to get, uh, if you're correct, you'll get it. If you're wrong, no points or uh, no penalty,
0: but <laughs> sorry,
1: yeah, but uh, but but no no opportunity to to lock in again. So you only get one opportunity to lock in. So uh, I kind of encourage you guys maybe not to, to jump the gun too much. Don't um, be too hasty, but, people. Uh, yeah, maybe, make it count. Maybe some opportunity for some for some bonus points. We'll see if you right. if you Look. wait all the way till till the end of the game. It'll only be worth
0: five points based on. Okay. That.
5: So interesting uh, interesting concept there, but in order to play that, uh, we need some teams.
0: We do. Uh, speaking of Tarantinoing it, it, uh, we have our own Jules and Vincent in the studio with us today, starting with uh, player number one of our guest team today. We have Alex Rockwood coming to us from Peoria, Arizona, Savage, Superstar, on Patreon. How are you, Alex?
3: Good, thanks. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, so excited to have you here. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Sure. I uh, am in Arizona now. I've been here for about a year. Prior to that, I was in Colorado for about 12 years, and I'm a marketing director for a nonprofit in Colorado. So uh, today was the first day I think it hit 100, so wishing I was back in Colorado right now, but uh, uh, all in all, it's going real well.
0: That's wonderful. And what's the name of the the nonprofit, if people like to check it out?
3: Sure. It's called Adventure Unlimited.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and for being a Patreon supporter. And uh, we need your Samuel L. Jackson uh, for your teammate today. Uh, coming back to us from uh, Toronto, and Oakland 5 supporter on Patreon, Rick Carrera. How are you, Rick? Good. Great. How are you guys doing? Doing fantastic. Uh, so always nice, a pleasure to see you. Yeah, nice to see you. You're always uh, nice and active in the crop on Facebook, uh, which we appreciate. If you want to join him, you can join over at the crop. Uh, remind people a little bit about yourself.
6: Yeah, I'm uh, 42 years old, married uh, eight years to my wife, Debbie. We have two poodles named Biscuit and Milo. And my in-laws are currently visiting from England right now. Uh, so we're having a nice time together. And on Friday, we leave to New York City for four days. Oh, fun.
0: Very nice. Fantastic. That'll be, that'll be uh, awesome. So um, we wish you the best on that trip. And uh, we hope we don't have to, to give you too big of a beatdown, because I think Jeff and I are thinking we're probably going to lose. But um, you did come to the show with a great team name. And uh, what is that team name going to be, Rick? You said you were doing a little studying.
6: Yeah, I was uh, boning up on some periodic table stuff. So we are the per- periodic table dancers. All right. And Ken,
0: uh, you gave us our name, which I, I appreciate. Jeff didn't like it, but I think it's great, especially considering Jeff and I are both shirtless with bow ties on right now. Yeah, Jeff and Neil are teaming up and they're going to be chipping Neils. All right. It's where you, it's, it's all the flash with no muscles or body oil.
5: That's right. And uh, you know who's all oiled up and ready to go.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm living in a nightmare, and I am the cream.
1: All right. Well, we have the rules, and we are ready to rock and roll. So let's go. All right. So as I said, I'm going to start now with round two, question 10. And if anybody gets this now, they're, they're, they're going to get 100 points right away. Round two, question 10. The question is, what city am I thinking of? So, <laughs> If there's any psychics among you, it'll be worth uh, 100 points. Any mind readers there? But... So there's
4: there's no point in guessing this one right now, right? Because then we will potentially uh, lose out on...
1: Casablanca.
0: Uh,
1: that's right. That's right. You're welcome to. You're welcome to. I, I don't expect anybody will. But uh, in between each question, you'll have another opportunity to tell me what city I am thinking of. Uh, and uh, if you decide to, to lock in at any point, uh, we'll you'll communicate that to me. So the other team doesn't hear, and and we'll uh, make a note of that. And then, uh, obviously, when we get to the end, we'll we'll see what city I might be thinking of. But okay, now now we're going to Tarantino it back to the beginning. We're going to see how we get there. Um, as I mentioned, uh, all the uh, questions and and certainly all the answers. There's uh, hints and clues, and and in in every question, there's at least something in there that's going to help you kind of figure out where we're headed. But there's also uh, quite a few red herrings just for fun. So, uh, just be wary of that. Can't believe we were both thinking of Bramford, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> in that, that case, let's move on to round one, question one. Round one, question one, Curtis Owsley, a well-respected jazz saxophonist known as King Curtis was active on the American music scene in the 1950s and sixties. He performed on the song De Yak by the Coasters did session work with Buddy Holly and headed the Kingpins, which was one of the backing bands for which soul music legend.
0: Okay, Jeff wrote down a name. I wrote down the same name, and we said, what the hell? Let's go with it. So we're locked in.
5: Neil, are the Kingpins, that backing band, comprised of Leah Schreiber, Michael Clark Duncan, and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio?
0: No, they're actually comprised of uh, Woody Harrelson, um, Bill Murray, and, uh, oh, and Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Randy Quaid, <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
3: Uh, when I hear Soul Music legend, James Brown first comes to mind, but I, that's just kind of low-hanging fruit. But I don't know. I have no no uh, confidence at all on who it would be. Um, he might be a safe guess, but if you... Yeah,
6: you want to go with James Brown? Sure.
5: James okay. Brown, I These feel guys
6: good are about saying
5: James Brown? What about you guys?
0: <laughs> well, we wrote down BB uh, King, crossed it out, thought that was Blues, wrote down Little Richard, figured that'd be Rock. And we also said James Brown for Soul.
1: All right. Unfortunately, no points there. A little hint there with him being well-respected. Uh, the answer here is Aretha Franklin. Oh. Uh. Round one, question two. Uh, the television show Haven, which was set in the fictional town of Haven, Maine, and filmed on the south shore of the province of Nova Scotia in Canada, was based on what Stephen King novel? The series aired on sci-fi from 2010 to 2015 and starred Emily Rose as FBI agent Audrey Parker and our Eric Balfour as Duke Crocker.
6: All right, Alex, um, I think it could be the Tommyknockers, and I don't think there's anything better than that.
3: Yeah, I'm not thinking of anything either. If that's what uh, even, a, even a hint of a guess, let's go for that. All, All right, it, let's
0: lock in with that. It seems fitting that the uh, periodic table dancers would go with Tommyknockers, um, but I believe this is the Colorado Kid, that's our guess.
1: Yeah, and that is it. Uh, it's based on one of his not quite so horror uh, stories. Uh, the Colorado Kid is correct. I've All never right. Heard of that? Uh, anyone want to lock in with round two, question ten? Definitely not. <laughs> not All right. Denver. Quite. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I told you there's going to be a few red herrings in there. So let's uh, let's go move on to round one, uh, question three. Of all the companies that own naming rights to buildings that host teams in the four major American sports leagues, there are a few that sponsor two different buildings, such as FedEx, FedEx Field in Washington, and FedEx Forum in Memphis, and T-Mobile, T-Mobile Park in Seattle, and T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. What company has the naming rights for the most stadiums in the four leagues which with three different buildings, an arena in Vancouver and a place in Edmonton?
6: i can lock in alex
0: okay they're locked in over there jeff um are you thinking it's american or canadian
4: well um vancouver and um edmonton are in canada so i'm thinking it's probably a canadian company as well um something tells me that it's potentially scotia bank oh like Um, nova scotia yeah which is one of the like major canadian banks there's only like six banks in canada uh, as opposed to in the United States, where so there's like hundreds and thousands of regional banks, and and then a few huge players. But I think this is—I want to guess Scotia Bank.
6: All right, I trust you. I think it's Rogers.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Rick coming from Toronto, uh, I had a feeling he was going to get the, the the third one is the Rogers Center here in Toronto. Oh,
4: uh, uh, where the Raptors
1: play. also uh, no, uh, that's where uh, the Blue Jays play. The Raptors actually oh, play Jays. in Scotia in, in uh, Scotia Bank. Yeah, ah. and then they're. Scotiabank also sponsors the Saddledome in Calgary, where the flames play. so... That's what I was uh, thinking yeah, certainly close. Uh, but uh, in this case, it was Rogers Communications. Uh, they sponsor the Rogers Center, Rogers Arena, and Rogers Place. Round one, question four. What production company's highest-grossing movies were Greta Gerwig's Lady Bird, then Ari Aster's Hereditary, before being surpassed by recent Oscar winner Everything, Everywhere,
6: All at
0: Once? Neil's locked in. Yeah, we're locked in.
6: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Greta Gerwig is the was the uh, uh, director, oh. and I and I think everything all at once was also a female director. Oh. No, I, I don't think that's right. Actually, is New Line New Line Cinema? Are they still going sure. making stuff? Let's try it. New. It's got new in it. These are new. There, newer. Go. That's, there that's, we go. That's a production a company um, for sure. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're they're going New Line Cinema, known as the house that Freddy built, uh, Freddy Krueger. Um, but we're going to go with <laughs> a, a name that you see all the time um, around uh, the internet, I suppose. And we went with A24.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's really hard to write a movie question that Neil isn't going to lock in with right away. But uh, I haven't heard about them uh, quite a bit over the last little while. Obviously, they are uh, certainly seem to be a, an up-and-coming type uh, company. But, yeah,
6: A24 is correct. Now that you say that, um, I think that's the company that's doing all these like uh Pearl X mm-hmm. movie with Correct. the yep. uh, goth.
0: That's right.
6: Is that right? Yeah, yeah. They're I I could see them doing horror stuff, but I can't even picture the, the ladybird in they're, that category. Uh, but. they're they're dominating right now, so all right.
1: Round round one, question five. If I can hold your attention long enough, tell me this. What is the last name of the German physician from the 18th century generally considered to have started the practice of modern hypnosis? He was played by Alan Rickman in a 1994 movie of the same name that I'm sure was probably described by critics as fascinating, enthralling, or spellbinding.
0: All right. Um, we aren't sure, but we we think we know a movie that Rickman was in around that time period, and we think it could be right. So we're going to lock in.
3: All right. So, Rick, I know there's a guy named Mesmer, and that's where you get like mesmerized, like um, in the clue it said to hold your attention long enough. Um, and then fascinating and thrilling or spellbinding is part of the, the question. And that all to me sounds like mesmerizing. And I know Mesmer was lived back in that era and was at least tangentially related to hypnotism. So I'd say Mesmer would be would be my guess on that.
0: Yeah, we were, we were on the Mesmer train for a while, but then we said, um, I don't think this physician, um, Mesmer, you know, used spoons. So, uh, we think that this doctor used spoons. We said Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Saw it coming. <laughs> Blunt spoons? Blunt spoons. Yeah. Uh,
1: Alex, uh, was spot on. Got the, all the clues there, which, uh, I appreciate the answer is Mesmer. Uh, his first name, Franz Anton. Uh, but mesmer is the right answer, and that's where we get mesmerized.
5: After five questions in the first round, it looks like both teams got two questions right,
1: so twenty points apiece. Perfect, close game. I like to see that. Uh, before we move on to round one, question six uh, for seventy-five points. What city am I thinking of? Uh, or we can not yet, on. not yet. Ken. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. All right. Round 1, question 6. Uh, what is the name of the model of the sports utility vehicle made by Ford that is the largest of its fleet and can seat up to 8 passengers, comparable to Chevrolet's Tahoe and GMC's Yukon? Fittingly, its name means a journey or long trip undertaken by a group of people.
6: I can lock in. Okay, there. Will quick.
4: Is this the uh is this a, the current model or is this just the historically oh uh, current
0: yeah so when I think of big Fords I think of the expedition is that what you're thinking
4: yeah they used to have one called the excursion and that was their their big flagship but they've since done away with that and uh, much like Tahoe has a larger longer suburban counterpart now it's just the expedition and the expedition XL or something which is stupid but um, yeah we want expedition
6: yeah that's that's what I had as well expedition Uh, Points for everyone that one. All right. Thanks. Round
1: one, question seven. What unit of measure is defined as the force needed to accelerate one kilogram of mass at the rate of one meter per second squared in the direction of the applied force?
4: Neil, I think I have a good guess if you want to just go with me. Let's lock in.
5: I think this is called one can bench press. (laughs)
4: Don't sell yourself short. You can do at least 20 of these and bench press. If you want to join, not very if good you want to join
0: chip and kneels, you don't even need muscles. So you don't, we don't have to worry about a bench press.
4: I'm all back.
5: No chest.
0: Your, your, your solo My dance at chip and Neals they, is just your back. Yeah.
1: I, I never turn to face the crowd. <laughs> you're open to taking new members there at chip and Neals, Are you?
0: Of course. It's, it's an open house for anyone who wants to. It makes a lot more money when it's just the back.
3: Yeah. So, Rick, I think we're looking for some sort of unit of measure here, and I'm not entirely sure what it is. But when I think of acceleration and trying to make a force go faster, horsepower is what's coming to mind.
6: Yeah, I agree with
3: that. Does that work for you? All right. Let's do it. We'll go with horsepower.
4: Um, We thought it might be something kind of similar, talked about often when you talk about horsepower. We thought maybe this was um, torque that was being described. Um, and so um, we use a Newton meter. All right, Jeff. Uh, Newton meter was close.
1: Uh, the answer, though, is a Newton. So close, uh, but no points on that one for anybody. For round one, question eight. Yuba, a staple in some Chinese and Japanese cooking, is made from skin of what food made from condensed soy milk?
6: I can lock this in, Rick, if you want we're happy to discuss yeah yeah no i i don't really know it much if you want to throw something off me i'll listen but otherwise i'm good with you i'm pretty confident
0: condensed soy milk the skin of what food made from condensed? i'm
4: assuming condensed soy milk is tofu
0: ah that makes total sense maybe this
4: is tofu skin
0: and as i say anytime someone asks me do you like tofu i say ah the staple of some chinese and japanese cooking so i'm fine with that we'll lock in with tofu
5: and that's what we locked in with as well. You ever field dress at Tofu?
1: Skin it. <laughs> that's perfect points all around there. The answer is Tofu. All right. Round one, question nine. When William Russell, Alexander Majors, and William Waddell first started the Pony Express in 1860, the first half of the route followed what famous path, starting in St. Joseph, Missouri, before veering off to the south, just west of Salt Lake City. Well, that makes sense.
0: What do you think of that answer, Neil? I like that answer, Jeff. Uh, let's lock it in.
3: If uh, my childhood computer classes were anything to to say, uh, starting in St. Joseph. Oregon Trail? Yeah, I think so. Starting in St. Joseph, Missouri. <laughs> uh, make sure to buy a ton of bullets well, so you can shoot buffalo. No, wait, little, wait,
6: wait, wait, wait. Um, Oregon Trail starts in Independence, Missouri.
3: That it does. Am I, um, I'm trying to think there, there's one called the Mormon trail, but if it was going to Salt Lake city, I think it would have, well, it could have done that. And
6: then uh, branched from there. Yeah. Mormon trail. I've never heard of that, but it sounds good.
4: And uh, we just said the Oregon trail, we knew it was independence, Missouri, but don't know how far that is from, um, St. Joe. So yeah,
0: I guess we have dysentery. So if we're wrong, but yeah, we we have Oregon. Should have
4: been bankers, Neil.
1: Yeah, maybe you overthought a little bit there, but uh, yeah, it is the Oregon Trail. Is it all right? Uh. Round one, question ten: What famous American songwriter made up the first name he was well known by when he enlisted in the Air Force in the early 1950s? The name given to him at birth was merely the initials J R because his parents couldn't decide what to name him. His father wanted to name him Ray, and his mother reportedly wanted to name him River. He used this name on stage as he was known for introducing himself quickly before jumping right into his first song. I need his last name only.
6: Yeah, so we were kind of thinking it was Jimi Hendrix, or we, we are thinking it's Jimi Hendrix based on the military aspect and and the time period, but we're not sure. But we couldn't come up with anything better, so we locked in with uh, Jimi Hendrix. And Jimmy goes with the J, so...
0: Yeah, we, we originally wrote down Elvis, and then Jeff reminded me that Boz Luhrmann taught us that he was called Elvis from birth, um, and then we said maybe Jimi Hendrix, we believe he was in the Air Force, so that's what we locked in with, so Hendrix, uh, since Ken asked for a last name.
1: Cool. Uh, well, you got the J part right. Um, known for walking out on stage and saying, hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Oh, yeah. Oh. We have
5: reached the end of round one and it looks like Chip and Niels has reached 50 points, periodic table dancers right behind with 40 and no teams yet. Sure on the city.
1: So we continue to swing round. All right. So we'll take a little bit of a break here from the larger game and worrying about what city I might be thinking of. Uh, so the category for our swing round is a commercial break. I'm going to list a Number of ad slogans or uh, taglines or, or ad campaigns from a bunch of different companies. I'm going to give you the slogan and an approximate time frame, uh, and then you just name to name the brand or the company or the uh, party associated with that tagline. So let's get to it. Number one, "It Ain't Easy Being Cheesy" from 1986 to 1997. Number two, "The Best a Man Can Get." from 1989 to 2019. Number three, obey your thirst, from 1994 to 2019. Number four, where did you want to go today, from 1994 to 2002. Number five, think different, from 1997 to 2002. Number six, when you're here, your family, from 1998 to 2012. Number seven, The Snack That Smiles Back, from 1997 to present. Number eight, Let's Go Places, from 2012 to present. Number nine, How Doers Get More Done, from 2019 to present. And number 10, The City That Rhymes With Fun, from 2023 to slightly later in 2023. We have our questions,
5: and we'll be right back after these messages with the answers.
2: So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
5: And we are back with our answers. And let's see how these guys do when we hear the slogans one more time.
0: All right. Number one, it ain't easy being cheesy. Yeah, we went back and forth on this one. It was almost a coin flip. We weren't sure if it was Velveeta or Kraft. Um, but uh, Jeff? I, I
4: do love me some mac and cheese. So we said Kraft.
3: We had a different idea. We thought, at first, we thought that too, but we think this might be um, Chester Cheetah um, speaking on behalf of Cheetos.
1: And Cheetos is it. Good job.
4: Nice poll. All right. I feel good about most of the rest of these now.
1: All right, so we'll see. Number two, the best a man can get.
4: Yeah, we said uh, King C. Gillette.
1: Yeah, we had Gillette as well. Yeah, Gillette is wrong. right on. They uh, they changed theirs recently to the best a man can do, I believe. So as we talked about, again, a lot of them are just kind of changed slightly uh, over time.
4: Which is funny because a best a man can get Gillette, there's kind of like a little bit of like slant yeah, right there. Think-
1: I think it was some sort of social awareness campaign about how men can be better or something like that. I
4: don't know. Ah, that makes sense. We can generally speaking.
1: Number three, obey your thirst. We said Sprite.
3: Oh, that's encouraging, Rick. We had a discussion, didn't we?
6: Yeah, we, we, we were deciding between uh, Sprite and Gatorade and we went with Sprite. We did. Good choice, because the answer is Sprite.
1: Number four, where do you want to go today?
0: We were um, reminiscing about the times when we would print out directions uh, from this site and uh, use them to drive around with, which seems crazy now having GPS. We, we don't even know if it's right, but we just said MapQuest.
3: We were kind of thinking that era as well and early internet, but we thought it might have been a search engine from back in that era and went with Yahoo.
1: Well, no points. You're both right. Uh, obviously, it was uh, computer-related, but a little on a larger scale. This is uh, Microsoft.
4: Number five, think different. Uh, we said Apple.
3: We said Apple as well. I think we remember seeing some posters with Einstein and Gandhi and other famous people from art history.
1: Yeah, for sure. That was a pretty well-known one. That one is Apple for sure. Number six. When you're here, you're family.
0: This one took us a long time. We we initially thought it was an ad for Fast Ten, the new Fast and the Furious movie, but um, we said Olive Garden. <laughs> it's because
4: nothing's more important than being here or family or family or here with
0: family.
6: <laughs> uh, being a Canadian, I was uh, thinking of the Italian counterpart on our side, which is called East Side Mario's, but uh, we also went with Olive Garden. Yep. And that is right on. Sometimes, uh,
1: Rick being from Canada, it's a little bit difficult to judge how popular uh, some of this stuff is on the the other side of the border and how hard or easy it might be. But uh, it was spot on for both of you guys. Uh, Olive Garden. Number seven, the snack that smiles
4: back. Until you bite their heads off. We said goldfish.
3: Oh, that's a good one with a little smile on it. We said Florida oranges because you'd at soccer practice, you'd eat the little orange wedge and you'd put the rind in your teeth for your orange smile,
1: but Yeah. Goldfish Crackers is correct for that one. Good job.
4: Number eight, let's go places.
0: Uh yeah, Jeff uh, hit this one on the head. What do you what do you got, Jeff?
4: I gotta say, um that Jan is constantly selling me during whatever month Toyota Thon is this year. Uh we said Toyota.
3: We tossed up between a vehicle and a, and a online travel when we went with Travelocity.
1: Yeah, this one this one was Toyota for sure. Jeff, do you celebrate?
4: Toyota-thon? Mm-hmm. I do every year.
0: Who do you sacrifice?
4: Uh, that's a deeply personal question.
0: That's why the cars are red. All right. Number nine, how
1: doers get more done.
0: Yeah, Jeff did his best Josh Lucas impression and put some music in the background, and we said Home Depot.
6: Ah, that sounds good. Yeah.
1: We went Xerox. We thought it was a businessy thing. Yeah, this one uh, obviously changed recently. This was Home Depot.
4: I think Home Depot is better at just taking my money and then eventually I maybe get to the project. I don't know about getting things done.
1: <laughs> All right, guys, so the last one. The City That Rhymes With Fun, from 2023 to just slightly later in 2023.
0: This one took us forever. Um, Ken was like berating us, uh, saying, you guys should know this. Uh, We couldn't think of it. And then finally, Jeff said something that a light bulb went off my head. And he said, is it a Canadian city because of Ken? And then I said, oh, it is a Canadian city. And we locked in with Regina.
6: We did not have that thought we went with london because it rhymes with (laughs) funding
0: yes
1: yes this was big news rick Uh, and certainly up here in canada i thought maybe you would you would have grabbed that one but uh, yeah the answer uh, is regina in saskatchewan uh obviously that was shut down pretty quickly the other uh choice that they had was uh show us your regina (laughs) Um, both of those Wow. <laughs> both of those were very quickly uh, shuttered and uh, they moved on from there. But uh,
5: that's it. Following the swing round, uh, both teams have increased their scores, but a little more so for Chippendale. Uh, it's 90 points for them and 65
1: for periodic
5: table dancers. All right.
1: All right. Then we will move on to round two, question one. People often get the London Bridge and the Tower Bridge confused. London Bridge is well-known due to the song, but the Tower Bridge is the one that is more visually iconic. Some people think that this is the mistake that American oil magnate Robert P. McCullough made in the 1960s when he bought the London Bridge, had it dismantled, shipped, and then rebuilt in Lake Havasu in what U.S. state?
3: All right. Um, This is now my, my home state, Arizona. It's Lake Havasu, Arizona.
6: Oh, that's good, because yep. I was starting to feel bad, because I learned everything that was in the question when I went to London to visit my my wife's family. The whole thing, it, oh, cool the, the, the fact that out of spite, he just took it apart and brought it back, like, um, but I'm happy you got it. Yep. Cool. We're in agreement.
4: And we too said Arizona. Yeah, when I heard Alex
1: was from Arizona, I thought that one might be a gimme for him, but... Uh you guys are correct the answer is arizona round two question two the first known use of a coin made from gold as currency was in what kingdom located in what is now western turkey its capital city was sardis and king Croesus ruled from 585 bc until he was defeated by cyrus the great of persia around 546 bc
6: yeah so we're not quite sure the the time period of this um we were thinking that Turkey's had a few different names over its, over its history, and we couldn't really get to it, but we decided to go with the Byzantine. Okay. What do
4: you guys have? Yeah, we don't know. We, we discussed a few. I remember the Phoenicians were around in that area, and then we were thinking this one might be close to the Greeks, and the Macedonians were close to the Greeks, so we guess Macedonia.
1: All right. Uh, the answer is uh, Lydia.
5: In a strange twist of fate, I was just listening to a podcast that uh, had that information in it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known that in a million years. But I happened to this time. Like oh, 30, 35, good you know, for you. And you know what? I'm going to forget it next month, by the way.
1: Yeah. All right. So we'll move on. Round two, question three. What term was conceived for an inning in baseball in which the pitcher faces three batters and strikes out the side in order on nine straight pitches?
6: So I was thinking immaculate inning, but I might be confusing that with the immaculate reception <laughs> and I'm trying to think about, you know, perfect inning. Um,
3: so in the question, uh, Ken asks, uh, what term was conceived for an inning in baseball? So I like the Immaculate Inning and that. Yeah, Immaculate
6: Conception.
3: Yeah, let's do that. Nice. So Unless I'm running too far into it, but that to
6: me, I think you you pulled a good answer there. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. We're locked in with Immaculate Inning.
0: We had a similar conversation. Um, I couldn't remember the name of it, and I was trying to get Jeff to talk to me about uh, the famous Steelers catch. He said Immaculate, and then it clicked. Uh, We said Immaculate Inning.
1: Yeah, great job. You guys picked up on the clue I tossed in there. Uh, immaculating is correct, points all around. Round two, question four. What author, famous for stories set in the fictional Yaknapa County in the American South, joined the Royal Canadian Air Force during World War I after being rejected by the U.S. Air Force for not meeting the physical requirements? He did not serve in combat. Again, I need his last name only. Hemingway lived in Florida,
3: but we don't really consider that Florida's its own beast. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and I think of him as writing about like Spain or Cuba or other places like that. I, but I'm not sure it, may, it could have been him. He certainly had that lifestyle. I just think Faulkner's. I just know was Southern, but I have no idea on his timeline. So,
6: yeah. So Alex and I have been talking, and we're between Faulkner and Bierce, Hemingway or beers yep ambrose um do you want to flip a coin go for it
3: man
5: all right so we have a a chip in the studio our Tri- triviality uh vegas chip and uh heads will be Ooh. faulkner and tails will be beers so here we go let it ride and you got uh, tails for beers
0: Bierce is great. Beers, uh, there we go. Great callback there. Um, we had no idea, so we just picked an author from the South, and we just said Faulkner, ironically enough.
1: Yeah, the coin didn't do you very well there. The answer was Faulkner. Oh. Uh, uh, well, good job uh, reasoning it down to that. Sorry,
3: Alex, that was yours. No worries. I had no, no confidence in it, so totally
5: fine. And with that, um, the Chip and Neil's team has actually also locked in their guests for the final question, and that will be worth 30 points if
1: correct. Keep going. Round two, question five. Headquartered in Vancouver, British Columbia, and known for providing luxury clothing, what uh, fashion brand started expanding into the U.S. in 2022, including a location in Chicago? Their name consists of a tree and a building but there's no indication that it refers to any specific tree or building.
0: All right, uh, periodic table dancers, we're going to tap on this one. So,
6: At first, I didn't really hear the word luxury, and then I was picturing, um, and I also did just, just didn't understand the question properly um, and, uh, uh, upon further second reading. Um, so we're thinking that the name is like a two-word name, one word is a tree, and one name is a building.
3: That's what I'm thinking, like Oak Shed or Spruce
6: Outhouse or something. Oh, I have a, I have something. I have something. I don't know if it's something, but um, it's Oak, Oak and Fort. Oh, I like it. That's a tree and a building. It's a tree. It's a place. Oak and Fort. Let's
3: do that one. Locked in.
0: Wow. I, I don't know if that's correct, but that's... I have never heard of that. That's a very good guess though because it fits the, the clue we had no idea so um yeah we we just said it was a, a pine scraper no it uh it, it dawned on rick right at the last moment oak and fort is
1: correct wow yeah, yeah. good rick. Pull. really good pull.
5: my gosh all right well after five questions it looks like uh the scores have increased to 120 for chip and Niels and periodic table dancers with 95.
1: gaining ground All right. Round two, question six. The movie The Spectacular Now stars Miles Teller as Sutter Keeley, a partying high schooler, and Shailene Woodley as a shy classmate with whom he falls in love. It also features Brie Larson as Sutter's previous girlfriend. Woodley was previously reported to have been offered the lead role in what movie that eventually went to Larson and won her an Oscar?
0: We can like it. Movies
4: just keep feeding us the movie questions. <laughs> That's all Neil. I
3: think. I, I, I will will got it. Write do his you, do you have anything, Alex? I have zero on this, Rick. So, Rick, coming with coffee. I'm do what you did last sure, round, my friend.
6: I'm pretty sure it's either called Room or The Room. Okay, so it's about I think it's her and a boy are kidnapped and they just live their entire life in this room. Okay, I haven't seen the movie but uh that's kind of uh when they talked about captain marvel and whatever um that was brought up the room room did you want an oscar for it oh hi mark yeah, i think that so we should win pretty... an oscar
2: <laughs>
5: so you're well, going with I, if you, room, if you, if you what had do any you guys sort of uh...
0: we're yeah. gonna go uh, with the same answer i think rick's on the right track here make sure we're not gonna say the room though because that'd be tommy wise we're just gonna say room
1: Yes, yes. Room is correct. I always assume. Right. Uh, I always assume that movie questions are going to be a given. Uh, Neil, we've. I've been on the show a few times. I don't think we've ever talked about it. But I also worked at Blockbuster Video for quite some time. So.
0: Oh, did you? Uh, yeah. Movies That's...
1: are are my uh, yeah, my my usual go to questions, but I gotta avoid those when the, when I know you're playing.
0: Well, maybe write us a, a Patreon bonus of all movie questions, so then we can all have fun. Um, Blockbuster is oh, yeah. one of my favorite jobs yeah, yeah. ever, except getting yelled at by doctors saying oh, they no. didn't deserve to pay late fees. So that was about we it. I got many Very times. Many times. Yeah, On I, my birthday. I, 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 I. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know you're paying there, Neil. I know you're <laughs> Round two, question seven. Named for a particular city's denizens, what cocktail is made with bourbon, red wine, and freshly squeezed citrus such as orange or lemon?
6: Yeah, um, we don't have anything good on this question, and we just threw out a random New Orleaner.
4: A random denizen. A random denizen. Um so we think that uh, while maybe one of the drinks in one of the five boroughs is much more popular, um, namely it's Manhattan, uh, we think this is named after New Yorkers, and this is potentially a New York sour.
1: No, New York sour is different. This is uh, named after the denizens. This is a New Yorker.
4: New Oh, Yorker. It is a New Yorker. Oh. Wow. Hmm.
1: So simple as that. Uh, We'll go to round two, question eight. An international airport on the northern coast of the island of Jamaica is named after what British author? The author had an estate nearby where he wrote all the books in his most famous series of novels, and a number of movies based on those novels had
4: scenes that were filmed there as well. Yeah, Neil's got a great uh, guess. We're going to go ahead and lock in.
3: All right. Uh, Rick, I happen to know who the author is, but I'm not pulling the name. Yeah. Oh, I just got it. It's, um, it's, uh, Ian Fleming for, uh, the James Bond stuff. He would, uh, he'd go to Jamaica every year. He'd take a month off, go to Jamaica, write a book and go back to, I think he was, um, MI five or MI six or something like that. So I'm pretty sure it's Ian Fleming who did the the bond novels.
6: Yeah. That was the only British author I could think of that could, could fit there. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I I agree with you. Great, Let's
0: do it. Yeah, um, early investor in uh, Musinex. Uh, we said Ian Fleming.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Points all around. His uh, estate was actually called Goldeneye.
0: Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Is that what you're saying? Thanks, Tina. <laughs> uh, wait, how does that music go in Goldeneye? That the the best music uh, where you're just like hunting around uh, the the. Uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't. It's a little beat, right? It's like, dun, dun, ch- dun, dun, Yeah. Ch-
5: Jeff, you strike me as an odd and child like player a... <laughs> trying to gain any sneaky advantage.
4: Only when we're playing slappers only. Ken.
0: Ooh. We should play only slappers in the studio. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All
1: right. Well, we'll move on to round two, question nine. What is the name of the chef that opened Chez Panisse in 1971 in Berkeley, California? She is credited for helping push the farm-to-fork network movement to the forefront, a social initiative that promotes sourcing locally grown organic ingredients directly from farmers as a way to support local business and healthier eating. Uh, I will take her first and last name, please.
5: So uh, my sister really wanted to go to this restaurant. She's a um, you know professional pastry chef, very talented, and she wanted to. Do, do a foodie trip uh, when we were in California. We did go to several nice places. We weren't able to go to Chez Penis, However, when she suggested that we go there, I did make the joke that I did not want to go to the House of Penis. Of course.
4: Um, is that because you were too busy going to the French Laundry instead?
5: No, we didn't We didn't get out there either. Daniel Day-Lewis goes to the
0: French Laundry.
1: Or were you going to the city that rhymes with fun? Mm. <laughs>
0: Jeff, um, I know who Ken is talking about in this question. Uh, I can picture her, um, but the name is escaping me, and all I'm getting is her first name, and I cannot think of her last name. So that's all I have. That is not
4: super helpful. Yeah,
0: but We're yeah we're we're gonna lock in with a, a a correct answer, but not the answer Ken's looking for.
3: All right. Uh, you got anything, Alex? I don't. And I know I don't know the name. Like, I, I know exactly who the question is about, but I have absolutely zero on the name. And I know I'm not going to pull it. Um, So um,
6: is it some is it would it be somebody that was on
3: TV, like had a cooking show something like that? I don't believe so. Uh, well, maybe since then, if she's become famous, I'm sure she's been interviewed and stuff. I don't think of her as being like a, a cooking sh- contest show host or anything like that. She did a lot of yeah farm to table and things like and the question i i've got nothing on it i'm afraid let's go with uh lucy
5: johnson for a lucky johnson
0: yeah jeff and i we we wrote down a lot of chefs um and i, I know for a fact that this chef's name is amy um but i could not tell you her last name uh i just know her as chef amy so that's what we locked in with
1: uh the answer is alice waters oh
0: no i was close alice waters, alice waters okay so who knows who, who chef Amy is, Jeff.
5: That's uh, the one from kitchen nightmares. Oh, Amy's, is it? He's uh,
0: Amy's house of horror or whatever. Oh yeah. I, I, I was talking about Gordon Ramsey. Uh, so that's probably right. Yeah.
1: All right, guys. So we are back to, we started here and uh, then we got all the way back here. Round two, question 10. What city am I thinking of?
4: Can Ken. I was going to say, I believe you've got our answer already, so we'll see if we're correct.
1: Uh, periodic table dancers. Uh, the answers so far have been Aretha Franklin, Colorado Kid, Rogers Communications, A24, Mesmer, Expedition, Newton, Tofu, Oregon Trail, Cash, Arizona, Lydia, Immaculate Inning, Faulkner, Oaken Fort, Room, New Yorker, Ian Fleming, and Alice Waters.
6: I don't know. Are we just going to throw out a city? Yep. Let's do it. All right. We're going with Montreal.
5: Great. Great city. Great city. What do you guys say? Jeff. How uh, did you get to your answer? Yeah,
0: let Jeff explain it because he's the one who really figured this out. I was looking in the wrong direction. Just thinking about all these terms. I was like, Rogers, Expedition. Is it a football player, Colorado? But I'll let you explain. Jeff. Jeff got out his
5: Enigma machine. Yeah, started, started <laughs> to decode the.
4: I started plugging um, old school like phone jacks into <laughs> holes in Neil's wall. Um, they weren't there when I started, so Neil was very upset. Uh, apparently, that doesn't help his security deposit. But uh, we said uh, Sacramento, California, and the reason we guessed that was um, kind of looking at some of the words here. I started to to kind of spell out some stuff. Um, and it, you will notice that the first one doesn't start with an S, it starts with an A, but we did start with question so, so 20. It Acromano, so it's Sacramento, California like, yeah. S. So it's like kind of an Ouroboros deal, I'm thinking. um And that's why we guessed it. Yeah, there you go, Jeff. You figured me out. I, uh,
1: uh, I didn't want to start with s because that'd make it a little too obvious so uh, qu- round one question one started with a and if you look at the first letters all the way down it spells out Sacramento California but then you're right we did actually start with round two question 10 and the answer there is Sacramento California making the first letter uh, an s Wow if you read down like through the questions there is in almost every question there is some sort of... Uh, and obviously vague references to Sacramento, California, all through it there. Uh, I could go through them all, but, uh, I mean, it would be too much. Um, one of my, couple of my favorites are the, the Lydia question, uh, talking about a capital city and the King, uh, and gold, uh, obviously there, Sacramento was big in the gold rush, uh, Oak and Sacramento
4: Fort, are, team, yeah.
1: yeah, Oak and Fort are two kind of neighborhoods in the area. Um
4: Berkeley's not too far down the road.
1: Berkeley's not too far down the road. What else do I see there? Um uh Greta Gerwig was from uh, uh Sacramento and Lady Bird was set there. Bree Larson's from uh Sacramento. Uh, there are a few there where there aren't any uh, necessarily cues uh, outside of the, the first letter of the answer, but like I said, I didn't want it to be all of it there and also it was pretty tough coming up with questions that uh, have things to do there, but uh, uh, that was that was the goal. That was the goal, so you guys well figured it out.
4: Yeah.
5: Well, a well-written puzzle by Ken here. That brings Chip and Neil's score up to a commanding 170, and trailing behind, but not out of the game yet, periodic table dancers with one fifteen.
1: All right. Well, we'll forget about Sacramento, California. Now we'll move on to the final round. So uh, I did spend uh, quite a bit of time figuring out that and and kind of shoehorning some uh, shoehorning some questions in to kind of fit that theme and and the answers. So I, I didn't have quite as much time for the final round. So I stole all my final round questions from my daughter's 5,000 awesome facts about everything uh, from National Geographic Kids. So all uh, the questions you can find there. So for the categories, I'm going to list the sections of that book where you can find those answers. uh, And you can make your wagers based on that. So question one is from 100 flight facts to make your mind soar. Category two is 35 facts about women who made history. Number three is 100 winning facts about sports. Number four is 15 facts that are wonderfully weird. And number five is 75 spectacular facts about national parks.
5: Okay, our wagers are in. Both teams are pushing as hard as they can uh, to get the victory here. Twenty uh, fives down except for the final question with 15 for Periodic Table. And 30 points all the way down for Chip and Neils. So let's get the questions.
1: All right. Question number one from 100 Flight Facts to Make Your Mind Soar. According to National Geographic Kids 5,000 Awesome Facts About Everything, base jumping is the extreme sport of jumping off high objects, wearing a parachute to help coast to a landing. Base is an acronym with... The letters representing four primary starting points that jumpers may leap from. What did the letters of base stand for? Question two, from 35 Facts About Women Who Made History. What was the first self-governing country to be the first to allow all adult women the right to vote in 1893? That year, around 303,000 people turned out to vote, which represented about 75% of the country's eligible voters. Women were still not allowed to stand for election until 1919, when Ellen Melville, Rosetta Baum, and Eileen Cook all ran. Question three from 100 Winning Facts About Sports. Former San Francisco Giants manager Alvin Dark once declared in 1962 that man would land on the moon before what pitcher would ever hit a home run? That pitcher would end up hitting his first Major League home run on July 20th, 1969, about an hour after Apollo 11 first touchdown on the moon. He would go on to hit five more during his 21-year career, spent mostly with the Giants. Though likely best known for doctoring the baseball, he was only ever ejected from a game once throughout his long career. Question 4, 15 facts that are wonderfully weird. A man on Long Island, New York is reported to have driven his car more than 3 million miles, or about 4.8 million kilometers, for those of us using the metric system. Manufactured in Sweden and unsurprisingly known for their safety, reliability, and durability, what brand was his vehicle? Question five. The world's largest national park on land is more than 100 times the size of Yellowstone National Park. It covers over six hundred thousand square miles, which would make it the thirty-first largest country in the world if it were a country. About forty percent of the world's population of mus- musk oxen reside there. Where is it located?
5: Okay, we have our questions. We'll be right back after these messages with our answers.
2: Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat
3: and Jethro, box of
5: oddities.
2: What do
3: you do when the woman you love dies?
5: And we are back with our answers. So let's hear the questions one more time
1: and see who will
5: be the cream of the crop.
1: All right. Uh, For question one, what does base mean when referring to base jumping?
5: Okay. For 25 points, periodic table.
1: We
3: said B for bridge, A for antenna, S for structure, and E for elevation.
4: Oh, yeah, we... Major 30 on this one we said bridge airplane skyscraper and earth
1: all right i heard uh periodic table dancers conversations there and they did a hit on some of them but uh, nobody got all of them uh the answer is building antenna spans and earth
0: spans spans like s-p-a-n-s yeah yeah like like bridges Mm -hmm. Oh, antennas, that's a really good... I didn't even think about antenna.
4: Yeah, because you're jumping from like really low places, really. So, wow.
0: All right, Uh, question two. What was
1: the first self-governing country to be the first to allow all adult women the right to vote in 1893? Rick and I went back and forth on this a couple
3: times. Rick, what did we uh, settle on here?
6: Uh, We were in that region of uh, Oceania, and uh we ended up going with new zealand yep and that was for 25 points
0: and uh yeah for 30 um we took uh, some inspiration from a friend of the show ryan boyd and we also said new zealand
1: yeah great job so points all around there um the conversation i heard kind of uh took into consideration some of the clues I put in there, just tried to let you go, uh, let you guys know the population size. So it was obviously a small country with some uh, English sounding names and uh, you guys got to new England. Great work. Question three, what long time major league pitcher hit his first home run just after Apollo 11 first touchdown on the moon for
5: 25 points, periodic table.
3: This was a toughie. We kind of danced around trying to find someone from this uh, era. We went with uh, Sandy Colfax. Was that it?
0: Yeah, um, for 30 points. I was initially thinking of Sandy Colfax. I feel like he was mostly with the Dodgers, though, uh, or maybe the Mets. I can never remember. Um, But uh, I I could not think of this one. I'm not a big uh, baseball aficionado. But I do know one of my favorite pitchers, based on looks and name only, is Raleigh Fingers. So that's what we locked in with. That was your name in certain films as well, right? It was, but they're they're now uh on the dark web, so uh
1: good guesses, good guesses there. Uh the answer here is Gaylord Perry. All right. Uh question four. What brand of vehicle did a man in Long Island drive? Three million miles.
6: Rick, you clued right into this one. I did, and I'm certain, very certain that Jeff also got it, but we went with Volvo. <laughs>
4: And if correct, that'll be worth 25 points. Yeah, i um, waiting for them to come up with the corporate slogan, um, the um, car that rhymes with fun. Um, but we also <laughs> said Volvo. There
1: you go. <laughs> that'll be on the next quiz, I'm sure. But your answer is are correct for both of you. The answer is Volvo. Congratulations, and... you got the episode title. <laughs> And question number five, where is the world's largest national park found?
3: Uh, we wagered 15 just on this one. Um, and we figured it was someplace north with a lot of space, either U.S., Canada, or Alaska with muskox. But we finally set it on Denali um, and Alaska in the U.S.
0: Yeah, so uh, we had a long uh conversation and all i wrote down was gerard butler movie didn't know where that would lead and i think that's what gave jeff the right answer not just him knowing a lot of really cool facts but i'll let you
4: take it jeff ah yes uh the gerard butler movie for 30 points greenland what are you talking about it's a gerard butler movie okay it's actually pretty good but go ahead
1: yeah um Periodic table dancers were right that it was north and a big, um, I don't know that there's must, much must in Canada at all, but uh, the answer is Greenland.
5: All right, that'll conclude today's game. And we had a little bit of back and forth in that final round, uh, but the scores are a very tidy 100 points for periodic table dancers and 200 points for Chip and Niels. You are today's cream of the crop
4: i'm talking
2: about all the way to the top
0: yeah well good uh, guys well played what a what, a, what well, a great game yeah what a well-written game um nice puzzle in there good puzzle good great topics great competitors uh i feel like we're on the same page sometimes and, and we both had different answers to the others but it was fun playing against you both and i feel like we all deserve a little run in the champagne room uh, uh courtesy of the uh periodic table dancers on their dime so So
5: let's so let's get everybody's post-game assessment here so uh rick why don't we start with you any final shout outs or uh or statements that you want to throw out there
6: uh no um alex you're a great partner uh ken great game uh triviality good competitors you guys are twice the men we are and uh (laughs) nah that's
4: not how that works at all
6: No, no, it was great. Uh, I appreciate it. You guys uh, are the best podcast I listen to by far, and um, I just appreciate that you know how good you guys are to to your fans and and listeners. And um, it's always a joy to to do anything with you guys. Thanks so much, Rick. Well, thank and you. Always nice
5: to see you as well.
6: And uh, let's pass it over to
5: Alex
3: yeah i agree you guys did a great job with uh with the podcast it's so much fun to listen to and it's a real highlight and yeah, rick great pleasure playing with you and ken great game fun fun twist on that thanks Thank so much for having us well, alex
5: yeah. and ken how would you like to praise us i just oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i just want to say thanks for having me back um I, I had a lot of fun making uh the game there for you guys uh and uh you guys kind of uh, hit on all the ones that I was kind of hoping you were Um uh, sorry you didn't guys didn't get the the clue I wasn't quite sure how that was going to play out I uh, uh, was last time I was on and hosted a game I kind of played it uh, straight up so I was looking for something a little different there so uh, if I'm going to shout out somebody I'm going to shout out my boss because after I had the idea for the uh, for the uh, theme there I uh, kind of did a lot of this when I was supposed to be working but she doesn't know that <laughs> uh, but uh it was great thanks for the opportunity and great job everybody
4: and thank you again no that was that was a lot of fun um i think i think we can certainly say that it was a uh, a uh, 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 had a little bit of an added uh element there with added uh flair. with the with the puzzle uh involved, certainly. So. well yeah. done and uh before we go we always want to shout
5: out airwave our network check out airwavemedia.com And check out some of these podcasts, such as Unspookable, This Week in Travel, and History Tea Time.
0: All right. And one more time, thank you so much to Alex, Rick, and Ken for being Patreon supporters. If you want to join them, you can go to patreon.com slash Podcast. And for uh, the gentlemen in the studio, Ken and Jeff and Matt, who isn't here, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality.